Wow, thank you, Jeff, and thanks for that prayer, Meg. I have a short sermon, rest assured, today, and um, in, a, in a minute I'm going to invite Sandy up to read the scripture, but I'm going to start out here just thinking about harvest time. I love harvest time. I know most of the harvest time is over in Vermont, um, but isn't it wonderful every year to see the hay being cut and the, the pumpkins ripening and the corn going into the silos and the apple trees laden with fruit and um, you know, stop at the Ballard farm stand and get some sweet corn or at, um, at Simon and Tanner's farm stand and get some sweet corn or even seeing, uh, even having maple syrup, you know, and different time of year. But every time I experience a f- fruits of the harvest, a fresh tomato or cucumber or some good syrup or a good ear of corn, I feel this sense of grateful disbelief. Like this can just come from the ground. And it, it, it's so amazing and beautiful and wonderful. Well, Jesus lived in a time and culture that was saturated with agriculture um, images and realities. And a lot of the stories that Jesus told had to do with farming and animals and seeds and crops. And so today I want to look quickly at one of the first stories he told or parables that he told about a farmer. I'm going to invite Sandy to read this for us. And um, I want you to listen now for two key things in this story. For what he says about the seed and what he says about the soils. And then I'll talk about this a little more. Good morning. Our scripture reading today is from Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. And this can be found on page 839 in your pew Bible. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, The plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop, a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky road are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, 
but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. This is God's word. And let's just pause and pray as we get into this. Lord, Holy Spirit, plow our hearts now. Make us good soil for your word to land in. Amen. What do we learn from this parable? God is like a farmer. His word is like the seed. And we are the soil. We are um, what his word is designed to change and grow in. The question is, what kind of soil are we? What kind of people are we? What will grow in our lives? I want to spend a few minutes unpacking Jesus' words, looking at the seed and then the soils. Jesus chose this wonderful metaphor for God's word as a seed. I wish I had brought a a seed with me, but let's say you had an, an apple seed in the palm of your hand. It doesn't look like anything, right? What could that possibly do? And then that little seed can create a massive tree filled with more apples, each filled with more seeds, which can each make more trees filled with more apples. It's incredible. Seeds are these tiny packages, tiny humble packages of incredible power and potential. And likewise, Jesus said it is with God's word. God's word was contained in what Jesus preached. God's word for us is recorded in the words of the Bible. And uh, it may be easily overlooked. It may not look like much or sound like much, but man, um, it changes lives. It changes people. It changes families. It changes generations. It changes cultures. It changes the world. That's the power of the seed of God's word. But we all know, don't we, that a seed is pretty useless without being planted. You know, a seed needs the soil, and soil needs seeds for anything to grow. And so this parable is all about the different types of soil that the seed gets planted in. Jesus talks about four different kinds of soil. The first was like, the seed that fell on the path and is immediately eaten by the birds. And he says, this is like people who just forget and who Satan, you know, takes the word away from them. I think there are many people around us today who uh, the word of God has never really penetrated their hearts. Uh, They just sort of forget about it. Well, the second response, you may remember, is the rocky soil Uh, Now, in Israel, similar to Vermont, there are places where the limestone ledge is only a few inches below the surface of the the ground. And so if something's planted there, the roots can't go deep. And in that hot climate, the plants need deep roots to draw moisture from the earth. 
And so the, the seed planted in those places springs up quickly, but then withers away in the heat. Jesus said this is like people who receive the word with joy, who get excited about God, but then when things get hard, they fall away because they don't have deep roots. The third kind of soil is the, the thorny or the weedy soil where the seed begins to grow, but there is just too much competition for it to thrive. This was like our vegetable garden for the last six years. <laughs> but not this year because I got smart and put down black plastic around the tomato plants. And so the only thing that grew in our garden was vegetables. <laughs> it was revolutionary. Jesus compares the, the weedy soil, the thorny soil, to, people's, to people whose lives are filled with distractions. And boy, does that describe the world today. Specifically, he says, life's worries, riches, and pleasures. Oh, there are so many distractions, so many things to worry about, so many uh, things to want, so many pleasures to enjoy. And all of that, Jesus says, chokes out this, you know, how the word wants to grow in our lives. But then Jesus gets to the climax of the story, which is the good soil, where he says, uh, you know, the seed was, that fell on good soil does what it was meant to do. It germinates, it sprouts, the roots go deep, it gets enough nutrients and light and water, it lasts through the heat of the summer until finally it produces an amazing crop, an abundant crop. And the good soil, says Jesus, is like those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. What kind of crop does Jesus have in mind? I mean, he's not talking about corn and tomatoes and, and um, wheat. He's talking about a, the crop of of lives. He might have had in mind the same thing that Paul did when he talked about the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In other words, when, God wor when God's word grows to full flower, beautiful people are the result. Beautiful things happen. Um, Jesus tells this story to the crowds because, you know, there's all these people coming to him and listening to him. And Jesus knows that it all depends on what they do and what we do with what we hear. Jesus knew that not everyone in those crowds would understand, would listen, would be saved. Um, I wonder what kind of soil you are today. Maybe some of you have never understood God's word or the gospel, the good news about Jesus. Maybe that's like seed on the path. Maybe you were enthusiastic about God at some point, but then life got hard and you drifted away. 
Maybe the seed is trying to grow in you, but it's so choked out by other things and distractions. Money, stuff, worries. Or maybe you are the good soil. I suspect that many of us have different seasons and different things going on in our lives. Jesus looked out and knew that not everyone would be good soil. But he would not have told this story if people couldn't change. It's not like you're this way or you're that way and good luck. He says, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Let them understand. There's this, this odd interlude between the parable and the explanation where Jesus says he speaks in parables so that though hearing they may not understand and though seeing they may not see. What happens with parables is that those who hear, those who are curious, get more and more. And those who are not curious, who don't want to hear, um, remain on the outside. That's kind of the double function of Jesus' parables. But Jesus would not have told this unless we could change and become good soil. That's what we want to be. This parable comes with an invitation to be good soil. You see, God is a farmer, and his crop is not wheat or corn or pumpkins. His crop is human beings, beautiful human beings. The work that he wants to do in our lives, in our hearts, to create these, you know, people like Valerie who, who did so much with, with the limited circumstances that she had. Or people like Jeff who is humble and just like so much of your talk was just thanking other people for what you're doing. I mean, these are beautiful qualities that God wants to produce in us to his glory. Loyalty to Jesus, faithfulness, the ability to get through hard stuff. This is a beautiful crop that God wants to grow in us. And there's one quality we need more than anything, one fertilizer for the soil of our lives, and that's humility. If we are the soil and God's word is the seed, we need to realize that we depend on that seed growing in us for anything good to happen. The best soil won't yield anything without seed, right? We need the seed. We need the word of God to be planted in us. Jesus' brother James, and I close with this, in the book of James in the New Testament, wrote this to Christians under his leadership. He said, humbly accept, humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. May we be the good soil that produces an amazing crop. Let's pray. Jesus, uh, your word has been shared. We pray that you would continue to speak to us as we leave this place.
and that your good purposes for each person here would come to full fruition. Clear away distractions in our lives. Uh, till up stony ground. Soften us with the rain of your mercy. Help us to understand, to hear and to understand your word. And may we produce an amazing, abundant harvest of lives lived for you. In Jesus' name, amen.